What does Pentecostal fashion, a rock star, and a high school janitor have in common? Today's episode of The Booterverse. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15 of the Booterverse. We are so glad you're here. We've got a great show for you today. We have the bassist for the band Emerosa, Will Sowers, here with us today, and we could not be happier. Judy Scheinbaum answers your questions, and Glenn McDougal talks foreign affairs. All today on the Booterverse. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Sandboxes. Sandboxes. Sure, they look pretty from the outside, until you discover a cat's pooped right in the middle. And now for news in my orbit. This isn't your mother's ankle-length denim. Move over New York, Paris, and Milan and make room for Lilburn, Georgia, home of the Pentecostal Fashion Week. The runways here may be modest, but they are always fashion-forward. If Project Runway did sackcloth and ashes, it wouldn't be half as stylish as the chevron-printed burlap moo collection from Apostolic Prepster. Pair one with a statement necklace and sensible sneakers, and you'll be the envy of your tent revival. Want a harder edge to your look? Design labels spoken tongues featured full-body tattoo sleeves with Holy Spirit-themed fake ink. Now you can add another layer of coverage to your skin, broadcast your faith, and still look like a total badass. And for those who were following the controversy over whether or not polka dots were too racy for Pentecostal togs, your answer comes in the explosion of spots and dots seen from all the top designers. For more hot looks from Pentecostal Fashion Week, and from Pentecostal fashion in general, visit the Charismatic Lookbook blog online. Turning to sports, basketball season may still be on the horizon, but in one hoops crazy town, enthusiasm is already at a fever pitch, and it happens every year. A giant tent city forms as fans spend several days camping out in line for tickets to this highly anticipated preseason event, the first major floor waxing at Johnson Middle School. Bets are taken on how long it will take janitor Chauncey Sparks to finish the job on the Beavers' home court, which includes two wax coats and a final buffing. Last year, Sparks was feeling under the weather, which made for a very uneven performance that created an extremely tense atmosphere among fans. Numerous fights broke out, and several over-eager Beaver fans had to be ejected from the gymnasium. Sparks, who turned 72 earlier this year, is hoping to bounce back this season with a personal best, breaking his 1987 record of 2 hours, 53 minutes, and 9 seconds. Emotions are expected to run so high that the school has recruited crossing guards from two neighboring districts to help beef up security in the event of any more violence. And finally today, we must turn to Scandinavia. A group of five Norwegian scientists have revealed that they have a wager to see who can work the most Marilyn Manson quotes into their published research articles. The scientists from the University of Oslo said their game began 12 years ago when Professor Nils Amundsen and Rolf Solberg wrote a piece about international security and titled it Afghanistan, the country you don't ever, 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 ever want to visit again. We both really liked Marilyn Manson, and we thought the quotes fit nicely with what we were trying to achieve with the title. The men said they soon discovered three other colleagues from various disciplines at the school who were big enough Manson fans to also incorporate the singer's lyrics into their work. 
Other articles over the years have been new techniques in cardiac surgery, the hole is where the heart is, x-ray uncovers new painting, girls with Van Gogh's missing ear, and new trends in food additives, the time has come for bitter things. The men said they have a wager where whoever can get the most Manson quotes into their work before retirement will be treated to a lunch by the others at the Burger King in Kongsberg. And that's been it for News in My Orbit. Today's episode of The Booterverse is brought to you by Lace Curtains. Lace Curtains. Unfortunately, the neighbors know a little bit more about you than you would have liked. Buddha. And now for a segment we like to call The Last Lung with Judy. Judy Scheinbaum, welcome back to the show. Oh, Emery, it's so good to be here. Thank you so, so much for having me on the show. I love it and I love you. Mwah! Well, thank you, Judy. It's great to have you here. I know you want to start answering those questions, so my dear, go right ahead. All right, our first question is from... Frankie from Brooklyn. She says, how can I tell my sister that I think she's a real terrible man? Judy, thank you for self-bleeping that out, but we can do that in post. Oh, Emery, don't worry about it. I'll bleep myself. I'll tell you what. A lifetime having Eliza as a daughter will have you self-censoring all the time. I tell you what, her ears are more sensitive than a politician's ego. So, Frankie, here's what I'll tell you to do. What you have to do is this. Just tell, sit your sister down and tell her, listen, sweetheart, I love you. We're family. We're blood. I love you. We will be at our parents' funeral. But seriously, sweetheart, you have to tone it down. And if she can't, you kick her to the curb and make sure she has some matzah for the road. My next question is from Hester from Dalton, Georgia. Well, hello, Hester. I believe you're a man, but you could be a woman. I remember Hester Prynne. I swear to God, I wore a letter A on my sweater for years after reading that book. Hello. So, Hester says, you know a little bit about addictions. Help me stop eating so many Twizzlers. Hester, please. Twizzlers are an addiction I would kill for. I swear to you this. If Twizzlers are your dirty little secret, you have nothing to worry about. The Lord himself is going to be fine with you. When you get up to the place where you know you go after you die, a lot of people call it different things. You'll say, listen, Lord, I had some issues when I was on the world. Mostly it was Twizzlers. If you're doing good things in your life, sweetheart, and you're eating Twizzlers, God will love you. I love you. And hey, if you want to split one of those lovely raspberry delights, you come over to my place, all right? Mwah! Ooh, here's a good one from Bob. I like that. Very simple name, very American, very strong. Says, hello, I'm a strapping young man. Bob is from Indianapolis, Indiana, and he says, I just bought a food dehydrator. Oh, and I got that at a garage sale. Now, what do I do with it? Bob, who do you think I am here? I'm not taking beef jerky and, you know, drying it out, smoldering it over months and months and months, hoping for God that maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe it'll turn out well. I don't know what you do with a dehydrator. I was once in a sauna, and I swear to God, I felt like a dehydrated piece of meat. And let me tell you, though, sweetie, what it did for the pores was amazing. So I tell you what, why don't you set that little thing up in your room, let it start cooking, and maybe you'll get a little sauna. Mmm. Oh, okay, here we go. Here's our last question from Susie in Amherst, Massachusetts. She says, what's your favorite lip color for fall? Well, sweetheart, if you're like me, I do well with earth tones. So I'm going to tell you this. Go with the muted orange. I call it pernicious pumpkin, but you can call it whatever you want. That's been it for The Last Lung with Judy. I love you all. Mwah! We'll be right back after this. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Bottled Water. 
bottled water. Sure, it's just tap water, but isn't that plastic covering exactly what you always wanted? We now have a special report from one of our foreign correspondents, Scotsman and kilt wearer, Glenn McDougall. Glenn, it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, Emily, that's right. It's good to be here. I'll tell you what, some crazy things are going on in this world, and I am here to talk about that. That's great, Glenn, whenever you're ready. All right, let's tell you this. Let's look over in the Middle East for a second. Okay, now let's be There's a, pe- a group of people, right? who do not wear kilts, but they kind of wear dresses a little bit. Now, I'm not criticizing Saudi Arabian fashion, or Iraqi fashion, or, or, or Middle Eastern fashion, because I think people know I'm a big fan of that fashion. But seriously, just because you wear a kilt doesn't mean you can like a full-blown dress. And here's what I'm liking to say. Sure, they don't have the moors that we do. Sure, they don't have the lovely gales and hills that people like to wear their kilts in. But seriously, just because it's like 190 degrees over there doesn't mean you've got to wear dresses. I mean, it seems to me a little emasculating. And maybe that's why we've got so much of the problems over there. I'm just saying, we Scotsmen have been able to take our kilts and use it in manly fashion. You know what I mean? We take our shirts off. We don't wear anything underneath. That's right, we we toss tabers. I don't see any tabor toss in the middle of the Middle East. Do you? I don't. Do you? I know you don't, because I don't. And I watch CNN, NBC, NBC, C-SPAN, all those kind of shows. That's right, I get those American places over where I'm at. Don't you worry about it. I am a man of the world. So here's the thing. My prescription for the Middle East is this. Get the men to stop wearing dresses, and I think we'd have a lot less conflict. But seriously, these people are like the Bonnie and Clyde of the 21st century. Okay, they rob a bank of millions and millions of dollars. Then they get some Humvees and they go crusading through a country, taking it over like a toddler at a playground. I don't even know what that means, but it seems right. So here's the thing. If you could stop using the Middle East as a playground, and maybe think of it more as a sandbox. That would be great. Because seriously, no one likes a sandbox. You play in it for 15 minutes, you understand that a cat has pooped in it, and you get out. That's what we need to do. It's a big, giant sandbox, and I think it's time that people stop playing around in it. That's my prescription for the Middle East. No more dresses, and get out of the sandbox. Glenn, did you just compare the Middle East to a sandbox? Listen, it's the 21st century. I can do what I want. I put my kilt on like anyone else in the morning. So I don't have to answer to anybody, but I will say this. If you want to know what it's like to go rumping around the hills and dales in a kilt, you give me a call. I'm at the ready. Seriously, we'll get in a Land Rover and we'll have a lovely romp. I might even take you for a horseback ride if you know what I mean. And I think people know I like it bareback. All right, Glenn. Thank you for that unique perspective on the Middle East. Thanks, as always, for being on the show. Oh, Emily, it's my pleasure to be here on the show. I love it. I think you know it. And seriously, I've offered to make you your own tartan, but you just don't want it. And that hurts me inside. A little bit, a little part of my heart is is dying. So think about it. You'd look great in a lovely plaid. Thank you, Glenn. And that's been Scots Free with Glenn McDougall. We'll be right back after this. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Top Hats. Yeah, I said Top Hats because they're freaking cool. 
Well, Buddhaites, welcome back to the show. I am sitting here with Will Sowers of the band Emerosa. Will, it's great to have you here. It's fantastic to be here. Ooh, that's great. It's fantastic. I love that. Will, I'm actually holding in my hand a copy of your new CD, Emerosa Versus, and my only question is, Will, what does the fox say? That's a damn good question, actually. Um, it says, listen to that record. Ooh. Yeah. Why the fox? Uh, the fox happened as a total accident. Um, we were looking for something to brand the band with years and years ago. And when the artist we use came to us with the idea of a fox, for some reason that clicked with us more than anything previously. And uh, kind of let it roll from there. Do you all wear ears and tails when you perform? That would be pretty cool. Or the question is, do you get a lot of tail when you perform? That would also be extra cool, but I'd more likely to wear the ears and tail, I think. Mm, That's a good look. Talk to your bandmates. Think about it. Pray about it. Get back to us. Done. Done. Will, how long have you been a bass player? Uh, I've been playing ever since I was 15. Mm, The magic age of 15. Oh, terrible age of 15 mm, yeah. you're coming into your your own your your manhood oh yes. and you're banging on the bass oh yes how was that it was pretty interesting uh, i was pretty horrible at 15 mm. um most men are uh, yes in in many ways um <laughs> but uh yeah it was just something about it that clicked i started playing guitar a little bit and loved percussion the whole time so something that was in bet something was in both worlds mm. um really interested me. So you're banging on a lot of things at 15. Ba- yes. Guitars mm-hmm. and drums and basses and that's it. So do you find yourself or do you feel more of a more like a percussionist or do you find that you, you know, you're just sort of a musical savant? I ooh, ooh, I like I like the musical savant sound with with my title. Um, of course. You can, you know, you can I'm going to give you that for nothing. Uh, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. God, God bless. Yes. Um, um, it's getting deep in here. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm glad that you do. You're not the first person to like it, you know. I, I will. I, I've seen the, uh, the picture, actually. And you uh, don't get those pictures pretty easily. You don't. No, no. No. Those are not available online, so please don't go looking for them. No. Luis Mandel. That's right. Mandrell. That's right. A lot of people don't know this. In the studio, I actually have a signed picture of Louise Mandrell of the famed Mandrell sisters. If you don't know who they are, you're not alone. Go to the internet. Check them out. You'll be at least amused that you did. Now, Will, you're 15 banging on things. Probably not the Mandrell sisters. No. When did you become a legitimate musician? How do you transition from a child, a mere adolescent... To the man you are sitting in front of me? That's a very good question. Um, I think the man thing maybe happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. The, the dropping happened. Yeah. Did you yeah. have a dropping ceremony? Like, was there a cake cutting? Um, I think there was a beer drinking. Mm. And that's about it. And I grew a beard. You did. So. Lovely. Thank you. You got what I call sexy stubble. Sexy stubble. Yeah. I, I do like that. It's yeah. like, uh, what, what is that? The Grey's Anatomy doctor. Oh, Mick. The sexy stubble. George Clooney with the sexy stubble. Oh, is it Mick? Uh, I'm looking at Mick my Dreamy, producer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I'm not going to mention just, why I know that. It's. I mean, I just knew it too. 
Hmm. There's mm. more to Will Sowers than people would believe. That's very true. A Grey's Anatomy fan? No. no okay, not a fan. No, just mm. forced to watch it many times. Ah, relationships. You know what, mm. Will? It's funny because I like to say that, you know, most people leave relationships feeling like things were taken away from them. I okay. always feel like things were given to me. Like the whole series of Grey's Anatomy ind- <laughs> indelibly imprinted on my mind. Yeah, I can't totally. stop watching it. Why? I'm too invested now. It's been a decade and I can't stop. Grey's Anatomy is my addiction. Please help. Best of luck. That's all I have to say. It's something well, you got to fight yourself. I was going to say I'm going to fight this battle yes. myself. Yes. So you're a kid growing up, moving into adulthood. How did you get hooked up with the guy? Wait, wait well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Was Amorosa... Correct pronunciation of the band. Let's do it. Emma, Emma Rosa. Rosa. Emma Rosa. Emma Rosa. Yes. Emma Rosa. Exactly. It sounds very Spanish. It does, doesn't it? Emma Rosa. To- totally made up word, but it, it sounds lovely. So it doesn't mean anything. It, do- it doesn't mean anything. Um, I've been told many times traveling abroad that the translation is something of to create something beautiful, which is Aww. totally unintentional and kind of awesome. So I love it when things unintentionally happen. Totally. I like it when things intentionally happen, like you being on this program right now. Amen. Mm. amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's getting to be like a little Baptist church in here. Mmm, friends, we are sitting here and we are having a good time because God's been good to somebody and that somebody's been us. Mmm. Amen. Yes. So, did you play with a band before Emerosa? I did. Um, in, in high school. Um, many, many a band. Many a band. You yes. were a band whore? In a way, yes. Totally. Do you find that bassists are, in fact, band whores? I mean, do you just pedal hmm. your wares hmm. out hmm. to the, hmm. the, the band at, at, at hand? Yes. Yes. Because of what I brought up earlier, the whole, uh, we kind of hold down the rhythm and melody section. So what is, what is a band without a bassist, you know? Nothing not worth anything that's for sure that's for sure do you find that bassists or bass players don't mm-hmm. get enough love yeah at times definitely why do you think that is um are women intimidated by the longer necks the bigger strings i just think you have to have a really large brain to be able to understand and comprehend the importance of bass oh and most of uh, most of the world is not blessed with that so that is a fair point so yeah. the bass instrument the bass guitar is for the intellectually inclined uh, totally 100 percent. is there a serious reason why that is or are you just you know i'm spitting out so much shit it's not even funny i'm trying to make myself sound better though sir there so. is a web that you are spinning and let's just keep on going mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can be my charlotte and i will read your web yes we will get that message far and wide now do you ever feel overshadowed by the other guys in the group of course, of course. Hmm. Um, being in a band in particular, usually the face of a band is the vocalist, the lead vocalist. And that's just how it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's just what the industry wants. It's easier to focus on one person. Why can't we fixate on a group or a, a whole rather than just a one? Well, I think I think it's even showed in... Um, like boy bands and girl groups and stuff like that there's usually a focus on you know one particular vocalist one particular member and 
I don't really have an explanation for that, but... Are you going to blame Justin Timberlake for the downfall Ooh. of his former band? Yeah, totally. But he's he's killing it. He is killing he's it. He's fantastic. True story. I think he's one of the... This is, a, this is my... This is just my thought. One of the greatest performers of our generation. I, I will agree with you there. And I mean, he's a quad... It's a, he's a septuplet threat. Yes. Septuple threat. Yes. There we go. You know, he can he, sing, he can dance. I'm sure he can do karaoke. I'm sure um, he kills some you know, karaoke. Yeah, I bet. Some I, separate ways. He's yes. just mm. laying down. Mm. Mm. I'd like to hear him sing Alan Thicke's Blurred Lines just just to hear it. That'd be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Blurred Lines, have you ever been cut out of a band photo? Ooh. Um, I'll almost guarantee you I have. I can't recall any specific image. Um, there have been many uh, many of shots of just a vocalist or something like that, so in that sense, yes, I've been cut out of the photo. I mean, you're not even on your newest CD on the cover of that. That, that actually, that was me. I'm just wearing you... a lot of makeup. Um, oh, yeah. Man, you are the fox. At times, yes. At times. Hmm. Hmm. What are those things called where people dress up in those costumes and do naughty things? Ooh, furries. Furries. Yeah. Mm. I was in. Uh, I was in. I think it was Baltimore during a furry convention. That was very interesting. Oh yeah. my. Oh my. I mean, yeah. what do you even do with that? I don't even want to know, really. No, you don't. It seems no. very messy to me, and the yes. dry cleaning must be extremely expensive. Extremely expensive. Speaking of dry cleaning and clothes. How do you get into your jeans? Um, a lot of running, a lot of watching my diet, mm. and uh, that's about it. Ah, mm. are you a vegetarian? Uh, pescatarian. Pescatarian. Yeah. A pesky pescatarian. A pesky ass pescatarian. I love it. So, Will, you're being cut out of pictures. You're playing second fiddle to the lead vocalist. You're you're basically traveling from band to band as a wayward youth, oh, and yes. here you sit. Here I sit. When was your latest uh, album versus released? Not that was September 9th. So not very long ago. Not very long ago at all. I think three three weeks now. Hot off the presses. Oh yes. How has it been received? Uh, excellent so far. Um, number sixty one on Billboard um, overall. And then I think we have number 12, Alternative Record, 14, Rock. So it's, it's been received excellent. This is a great question because mm-hmm. as I was trying to explain to someone what kind of music you all actually perform, mm. I had to turn to mm. the great encyclopedia of our day, Wikipedia. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm afraid mm-hmm. of this right now. And this is, what, well, this is what Wiki says. And I want you to explain it to me. Tell uh, me if Wiki is wrong. Or tell me how I need to interpret this. It says, your genres, not one, multiple, post-hardcore, soul, R&B, and early metalcore. What the hell? What is that? What are genres anymore anyways? There are so many sub-genres of sub-genres of sub-genres I don't even understand anymore. Um, I like to just say rock and roll. Nice. Um, but with an edge, you guys have a bit of an edge. Yeah, totally. A little bit, a little bit of a heavier rock and roll band. Right. Um, but, but not undigestible. I lo- I love it. Well, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you very much. I think it's I think it's pretty uh pretty tame for the hard rock genre at least. Um, 
definitely have influences from soul and R&B. Um, post-hardcore, definitely not metalcore. What is post-hardcore? Seriously, I, I have looked it up. I want your opinion on what that is. My only idea of what post-hardcore is is what hardcore evolved to be. Oh. So what heavier-ish music has evolved to be over the years. Excellent. So it's it's actually softened, if that's the case. Yeah, very much so. Why do you very think that is? So. Have we lost our edge? No, I think that's why metal still exists, and, and metalcore, and post-metalcore, apocalyptic metalcore, whatever there is. Oh, apocalyptic metalcore. Doesn't core. it sound great? Oh, it does sound yeah. great. I would like to be in an... In a post-apocalyptic, post-metalcore band. I I think you would take over the world. I think there wouldn't probably be much of a world to take over, (laughs) but I'm willing to try. So, do you ever find that you'll be in a lineup of bands and they'll be like, well, what the hell is Emma Rosa doing here? Uh, That totally happened recently. Really? Yeah. Do tell. We played a festival called Riot Fest in Chicago, Illinois. I love Chicago. Oh, I absolutely love the city. The windy city. The wind. Oh, it's so windy and so cold and rainy this time. Ah, Sounds like home. Sounds like home. But yeah, it was, um, the lineup was something on the lines of, The the Cure was the headliner one night, Jane's Addiction, um, The National... Joan Jett. I uh, love Joan Jett. Yes. As, as How did they bring are. her out of the crypt? How is they, that possible? She somehow pops up quite a bit. I lately. love her. I yeah. really do. I think she's great. No, she's fantastic. I actually saw her a few months before that as well, and she was fantastic. Still killing it. Do you know? Do you think we could get Joan Jett on the show? <laughs> I, uh, we is don't talk as much anymore oh, after that oh, one time. Mm, so Will Sowers and jo- Joan Jett. Sh- mm. sh- Hmm. I told you I have a dark, dark time. Dark past. Do we need to edit that? No, we're keeping it in. <laughs> so you're at this uh, festival in Chicago. Yeah. So there's 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 not a lot of post hardcore R and B soul, mm. post metalcore groups. It's like there. Marvin Gaye met Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, that's really weird, but kind of cool too. Listen, we put things together here on this show that have never <laughs> been put together before. But yeah, I just I kind of felt like we, we we stood out on the lineup. There's there's not a lot of bands in our genres. Um, it was a fantastic festival, and I had a time in my life. But um, it was it was definitely something new for Amorosa. New in what way? Uh, playing the same festival as one of my all time favorite bands, The Cure. We would we would not usually play a show with The Cure or The National or Joan Jett or. You know, many of the fantastic, fantastic groups that were there. Is it just because people feel that your genre or the style of music you all do is so far outside of that? Uh, quite, quite possibly, yeah. Um, we usually get grouped in with a little bit uh, heavier bands and we would like to be playing with. So you, you really have the worst of both worlds because you're soft <laughs> for the hard guys and hard for the soft guys. It's yeah, a we're screwed. hard... Well, and not in the good way. Yeah, exactly. We've already talked about this. Indeed. No tale. Well, you know, all things revolve back to procreation. They do. Now, Will, you're cut out of pictures. I feel like mm. i got to go back to this. Mm-hmm. It's got to be lonely as a bassist. It, just, it can be. Yeah, but what it about the fangirls, though? They've got to be all over you. 
Yeah, but you don't you don't want those girls all over you. Oh, yeah. Why why not? Uh, they're not usually the the classiest, cleanest women in the entire world. Mm, you're saying penicillin up. Yes, yes, yeah. many times. Yeah. Mm. Um, Go get checked out, man. Not you, <laughs> not, not you. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying as a PSA, a booter PSA, folks. Just go get checked out. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's it's the 21st century. It's a brand new day. There's Safety a clinic first. on every corner. Exactly. And a shot in every drugstore. Just Ex- go. Exactly. The health department's, what, eleven ninety five. Come on. I don't know the price. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> kind of a fun number, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, much like the fun you were having before you had to go to the clinic. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Which probably also cost eleven ninety five. Yeah. Well, come on. Obamacare. Obamacare. Anybody can go now. Yeah. It's free. Hey, that's yeah. what I hear. I hear everything, the, every medical procedure in the world free. See, I, I wish that was true because I've got a deviated septum that really needs, Bro, needs some work. Bro, me too. And I don't want to say I'm going to go the route of share, but let's, if we can get yeah. this in a, not a blurred line, but in a straight line, oh, bam. Beautiful. Mm, breathing I'd right. I'd be a happy man. Me too. Hey, yeah. do you think they do dual deviated septum surgeries? I'm down to try. A buddy surgery? Yeah. As it were? Totally. Hmm. Let's look into that. Done. Okay. Are you guys planning on going on tour anytime soon? Uh, we are actually leaving on tour um, in a couple or week and a half. Um, we are heading out October 16th through the end of November with a band called Yellow Card and Memphis Mayfire. Are you opening, closing? Are you headlining? What, what's we are. It's a co-headline for Yellow Card and Memphis Mayfire. And you're opening. And we are opening, and that is it. Is this going to be like one of those shows where the opener is going to eclipse the the headliners? I wouldn't like to say, but Emerosa is going to kill it. I love it. And not in the bad way. That wasn't a terroristic threat. I will not kill anyone. Yeah, no. He's just saying, bam, it's going to be awesome. They're going to proverbially bring it. Yes. As they say on the streets. 100%. Yes. Well, we love what we do, and I think it portrays in our show. Who writes the lyrics for your songs? Speaking of speaking mm. of words being important, mm-hmm. who, who writes the lyrics to your songs? Um, for Versus, a lot of the lyrics were done by our vocalist Bradley and uh, guitarist ER. ER. Is he an emergency room in and of himself? In a, in a way, yes. He's a wonderful man, but yes. We will get, my listeners, the whole Emerosa crew on the show. Done. Will's going to back me up on this. I start with a bassist, and I take over a band. That's, that's way better than I've ever done, so. My friend, you are the heart of the band. Amen. Or, Preach it. Yeah. Because I always have felt fairly akin to the bassist. And why is that, Emery? Well, you know, I'm such a wallflower. I fall behind in, in the scenery. Mm-hmm. I let people... I am the wind beneath people's wings. Okay, yes. I don't I need agree. to soar. I'm just... I'm ethereal. I've felt that ever since we ever mm. since we met. That's true. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we first met? I, I believe so. And if I'm correct, it was at the fundraiser uh, at the Carnegie House. That's true. That For... I don't even remember what it was for. Oh, William. <laughs> That's the terrible thing. William, I'm, it was for breast cancer. I thought it was for breast it cancer. Was. I was going to say that, but it I wasn't was. positive, so mm. I didn't want to sound a, a little story. ridiculous. Friends meet. Friends meet. Friends hang out for a while. Friends don't and see then, each other for years. Yeah. Friends come back together. Yeah. 
this show bringing people together. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah truly and honestly, yeah. We don't have Louise Mandrell on yet. We don't yeah, have the yeah. full Emerosa band on yet. If we only yet. had the full band plus Louise Mandrell, <laughs> we would kill it. Man. I Number I, one podcast in the country. I like to think our listenership mm. is expanding exponentially. And that's a true story. That's We're reaching wonderful. the masses. And we'd like to reach more of the masses. I, I hope I can bring one more person. Will, I'm afraid you're going to bring not just one, but a multitude, sir. I, I can only hope. I can only hope as well. So if your fans wanted to get in touch with you, not in the way that they probably would like, mm-hmm. but if they want to just chit-chat with you, are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? What do you do? How do you get in touch with them? How can yeah. they... I'm, I'm, I'm very actively um, talking to any person mentioning Amorosa. Um, that's that's true. I see you tweeting all the time. Yeah, You're a tweeting yeah. fool. I, I love it. I love to keep up with what people are saying about the group and what's going on and and just kind of uh, have some chit-chats here and there whenever I can, whenever I have time to sit down. So Twitter is at William Sowers. Instagram is at Will Sowers. And those are, those are my two main focus. I love it. W-I-L-L-S-O-W-E-R-S. Correct. Mm. Mm. Not only do I have an academic hood, I can also spell, sir. Yes. If you wanted to get a message, if you wanted to get a message out to your fans or people listening, what would you mm. want them to know? Anything um, that you could share with the world, what would that be? That's a very good. That's a very good question. Personal philosophy, menu item of the day, menu item of the guitar day. picking skills. Hmm. Bassist lingo. I have no idea what I would share with the entire world if I had one. If I had one thing to share, mm. I would. I would just say love. Mm. One word. Because I firmly believe in that one word. All you need is love. Not necessarily all you need, but it's very important. Yeah, screw the Beatles, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We love the Beatles here on the show. <laughs> Paul McCartney's awesome. Thing. Yes. 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 Love. Why love? Because uh, I think it's very important to um, put a focus on love in the world that we live in today. Not enough focus is put on that and in our fellow man. That's so true. I'm getting very hippie on you right now. Listen, I can take it. Good. Listen, I've got I've got bow ties in my closet, sir. Oh, I can I'll take it. That. I am. Well... I think you had a bow tie on the first night we met. I think I probably did. I bet it was probably pink. To celebrate mm, breast cancer, yeah, breast cancer. Well, not actually celebrating Bre- the. Cancer, yeah, that would be but, weird, know, right? That would be very. Don't weird. you find that odd? They're like, "Yes, we're coming together to celebrate testicular cancer." Why would you celebrate that? Uh, Why would you sell? Oh, you're uh, celebrating the cure. Why can't we be more conscious of what we mean? D- is there a testicular cancer uh, foundation? You betcha, my friend. Yeah. It's blue. Is that the color of it? Like a lighter blue? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's important, man. Okay. Listen, most men over the age of 80 going to get it. Yeah? Yeah. That's not good. It's not good at that I, point. How can I prevent that? Prune juice? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Go consult your medical professional. Prune juice. I don't know. Funny, seems- funny story. When I was a kid, I used to sneak into the fridge. My parents had a jar of prunes, and I would eat them late at night. And it, for those who don't know, if you eat a lot of prunes... It's a very good laxative. Mm. So I was in the bathroom a lot. My mom ended up having to hide the prunes from me. 
<laughs> yeah. Will, was that the worst thing you did as a child? No, I also ate dog biscuits. She had to hide those from me. Um, Oral fixation? Is that what I'm sensing here? A th- weird, weird fixation yeah. is more like it. Dog but... biscuits and prune juice. Yeah, that was, that was my six-year-old life. Wow. If there are any fans of Will <laughs> out there, please send him dog biscuits and prune juice. <sighs> Whatever. He... I have great teeth from the dog biscuits, so it's cool. Does it really do... Did it help with the breath as well? Probably not. Mm. It, yeah. Mm. They don't smell too good. I no, they do not. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll make sure we get you some prune juice, my friend. That's, Hell yes. Yeah. I'm sorry we would have had it in the studio had we known. It's okay. It's now, okay. Now we know and the world will know, sir. Oh, yes. Prune juice. It's, it's the way to go. I'm going to get so much prune juice in this next tour, it's going to be awful. Other than your Twitter and your Facebook account, mm-hmm. where can people go to find out more information about the band, the tour, and the CD? Anything you need to know is emerosaversus.com, E-M-A-R-O-S-A-V-E-R-S-U-S.com. Versus. Versus. Not versus. No. Versus. Exactly. Like versus someone. Oh. Who are we versing? Uh, prune juice and dog biscuits. Death to prune juice and dog biscuits. Yes. Mm. We're taking a stand here on the Booterverse. I say nyet. <laughs> to dog biscuits and prune juice. Well, my friends, that is it for another episode of the Booterverse. Stay tuned. We'll give you some more information about what we've got going on. And as always, a special thanks to the inimitable Will Sowers for being here on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh, sir, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Buddha. Here at the Booterverse, we'd like to send a special thanks to Will Sowers, bassist, band member, and overall great guy. We'd like to send a special thanks to Courtney and our sound engineer, Sonny, for producing such a lovely program. Also, a special thanks to Quadrants for composing our theme song. And of course, to you, the listeners, for listening in. We are so glad you did. If you haven't had enough of me here, you can also find me all over social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and even on Instagram. You can find us at The Booter. We'd love to hear what you think about the show, and there's actually a place for you to comment on our website. If you go to www.thebooter.com, you can find the comment section and let us know what you think. We're also on Pinterest, because, you know, men should be on Pinterest? It's funny. I know interstellar travel is a bit difficult, but the Booterverse is always a click away. Mm -hmm.